0: You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits.
1: Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you are in the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you all out there tuning in. So far on this show, we've spent a month focusing on email marketing and last month we focused on SEO. Well, this month we're turning our focus from how to get the traffic to your site to some of the tactics we can use to increase how that traffic performs, so to increase your conversion rates. And we're doing that both across our marketing and on our website. I've chosen four very different approaches to conversion rate improvement to share with you. So I know this and the following three episodes are going to give you some great ideas. Ideas that you still have time to implement before peak hits later this year. In today's episode, we're going to get into how using a better algorithm for your on site search, so not Google, but the search on your own website can drastically improve conversion rates whilst also creating a much better experience for your customers. Site search is an area where I see far too many sites just using whatever came with the website software, which often turns it into a black hole for customer experience. That to me is crazy because adding a better algorithm is something you can pretty much install and then it just improves the performance for your marketing without you having to really do anything day to day. So for me this kind of tech is a bit of a no-brainer. And before we meet today's guest, please check out the sponsors. your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today I'm chatting with on-site search expert Ian Scar. Ian's been involved in the world of site search since 2013, helping retailers throughout the UK and beyond to leverage ever cleverer algorithms to improve the experience of searches on their website. And therefore, of course, the sales achieved on a website. When we decided we were going to spend a month covering improving on-site conversion rates, site search was a topic we had to cover and Ian was at the top of my list to come on and talk about it. Hello, Ian.
0: Hi Chloe, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good, and glad to have you on here talking about a topic which I'm always surprised more retailers rather aren't using. But we'll get on to that in a minute. Before we do, how did you get into helping businesses improve their conversion rates?
0: So this is where I make a little joke about us it. both being veterans in the industry. Um, <laughs> far too long. <laughs> uh, we, well, I've been around for for sort of twenty twenty or so years, I think. Um, working my way through sort of email marketing, that's when we first met um, in the noughties. uh, web analytics, tag management. I helped launch a tag management organization over here in the UK. Um, and then as you rightly said, in 2013, I joined a search organization, which seemed to be the culmination of all of that experience sort of going into, you know, what is search and product discovery and, and all that sort of stuff. So, latest chapter started with Clayvoo last year. Uh, May 2019, I joined Clayvoo to help them grow the UK organisation, which we were then now doing even in these times of, of COVID. So um, very, very interested to be here and, and honoured to be here as well. So thank you for, for inviting me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I like an honoured guest. That always makes me feel better. <laughs> Possibly no one else, but it makes me feel good. <laughs> so we we're here to talk about site search. Why should a retailer care about their site search?
0: So, imagine going into a store on the high street when there's still some stores on the high street, but imagine going to a store on the high, on the high street and and you go into that store and the shop assistant comes up to you and they do one or two things they either come up to you and they just blank you or they just acknowledge you there and don't do anything, or you ask them a question and then they take you off to some random place or not give you what you're as- you're asking for mm-hmm. so Sites that don't have good site search can feel a little bit like that from an experience perspective. And, and, and in the current climate, and, in, and it has been for a very long time, users are becoming more and more demanding of of websites on e-commerce sites and even publishing sites and, and any site that is providing information. So site search is one of the most important things that you can do and fix on your site once you've got the basics in place of, of having, you know, your your supply chain, your PIM, your e-commerce platform, et cetera, in place, your marketing automation, site search should be next on the list because it's the first interaction that a majority, or a, a lot of people will actually do on your site. There's probably 20 to 30% of people are site searching on your site, but they're actually generating 40 to 60% of the revenue on the site. So that's a huge block of people to be messing up their initial experience with your brand and a huge dip in revenue.
1: Because it's a sign of quite an engaged customer or, or potential customer, isn't it? If they're bothering to use the site search, their propensity to buy is greater than someone who's just clicking through the categories.
0: Exactly. So they, they've they come on, they've got an intent to buy. They generally know what they're looking for. And if they don't quite know what they're looking for on your site, they, they've got an idea of the type of products they're looking for. So the instant you can start interacting with that customer and providing them with products that are either exactly on the match of the keyword or related to some form of information that you have on them from previous visits because there could be a return visit you can then start to personalize that experience for them therefore they're more likely to buy from you because they've got that propensity to buy they feel like they're being liked they're understood by you as a brand and therefore, you're, they're going to go through and complete and add the products to the basket and ultimately convert. Because the more you can give people on the first interaction on that site box, site search box, the better the conversions are going to be for you.
1: And it, it's a it, we've said I said earlier that it's it's a shame that so many businesses just kind of stick with the site search that came with their their website software because whilst I mean they're a lot better than they were ten years ago they still send customers down that that dark black hole of nothingness and they still they still send people to that experience like you said where you you ask the um the in-store person for to help you with something and they take you to completely the wrong product what sort of gains i suppose can we see if we put in place a proper site search algorithm over just going with whatever came with shopify big commerce magento etc
0: now all of those platforms are absolutely fantastic at doing the, the transactional part of of the process now getting you to through your basket and, and and actually completing the sale and sending it out to you and all that sort of good stuff which is great but what you've got to do what you remember is searches are two to four more t- two to four times more likely to convert than non searches, as the previous stats have said and your average order values from search are actually going to be between 20 and 30 percent higher because you've got more relevant, and that's the most important word really, is the more relevant products coming to them as they're interacting with your site. Couple that with not only on your search, but also on your navigation, because the more sophisticated solutions like Klaviyo and the other, some others out there in the industry can power your whole site now, not just your site search. They can power your your mer- category merchandising and your, your navigation products. If you've got that consistency between the two, with the same AI and the same algorithms giving you the same shopping experience, whether you search or whether you navigate, you've got a conversion engine on your hands that is gonna convert that person whichever route they go down because the relevancy is there based upon the previous history and also the history of all the other people that are shopping on your site as well. And that's the important thing is it's not just a transaction between you and an individual. It's all your other, other people are telling you what to merchandise, or what to promote, or what tactically to do on your site through their activities, just through the search bar, and obviously, as I've said, through through the navigation as well.
1: And I think one of the one of the things I love, you know, I'm I'm all about efficiency and getting bang for our buck. And what what I love about site search is the fact that now the way the algorithms now work, the way the artificial intelligence and machine kind of learning side of things have now been built into them it's literally the case pretty much you install it which doesn't take a lot of your in-house team's time and then it just does it for you there's no you know it's not like starting for a conversion rate optimization process where you've got ongoing user testing and this running and that running and the code breaking something and then this going wrong and that not working and this working and arguments over which test you run next it's literally you you plug it in and the longer it sits there the better it does. It's kind of magic from that perspective. You know, when you're trying to manage your team's time, your budgets and all the rest of it, it's kind of magic.
0: It is kind of magic, but you've got to put magic into it as well as such. So your feed has got to be good. Your imagery has got to be great on your site. You've invested a lot of time and energy into making this beautifully branded site there. So you've got to make sure all of the components that you have on your site is being indexed by that search tool. And therefore, by doing that, it's then looking at then all the interactions. It's then looking at everybody that clicks through, everybody that purchases, and it's then surfacing the most relevant stuff. So it it can be a silver bullet for a lot of companies because it instantly gives you an uptick of of an increase in conversion. Um, But also, it's really, really important that you make sure that people know where it is there's no point in having a great <laughs> sophisticated search tool if the search bar is actually hidden away on the top left or top right of your page,
1: yeah.
0: clustered up with your account login or maybe your email sign-up box or something like that. Nice prominent search box. Direct people to it by having it nice and, nice and large in the middle with maybe some, some placeholder text in the search box as well to draw people's eye into that to then get them to start interacting with them because you're starting to draw them into the best converting part of your site which is the search box.
1: It's kind of where we should be heading with our e-commerce sites, isn't it? Because if you think about the most popular sites on the internet, so we talk about eBay and Amazon and Google, you don't go to those and start with the category navigation. You go to those and you start with the search box because that's what gives us the best results. That's what we use because that's how we find what we want. And if you can get your site search strong enough to do that on your site and you make that search box big, then it's it's only going to Drive more revenue.
0: Yeah, so if you, if you think about it, the biggest competitors of you as a brand, there's two of them. There's there's Google, um, and someone if they can't find something on their on their site on your site, sorry, they're going to go to Google and search for your competitor, or they're going to go to Amazon, and both of them, like you rightly said, have got big prominent search bars, um, and and eBay as well. And but what they're also doing is they're starting to personalise the experience as you're going through that search bar. So after a couple of clicks you've got these nice drop-down overlays um, and products that are being surfaced to you based upon particularly in amazon's case based on your previous history or, or, or whatever what these newer tools like clay can do and, and the others in the market and they can start to surface those personalized interactions just after two clicks so if you put in sh and you're looking for a shirt it starts to understand that typically when someone puts in sh they're looking for a shirt and then depending on what it already knows about you through your cookie information or, or whatever it's collected, um, if, you, if you're a login from a, a B2B perspective, typically it's got customer information about you. It can then start to personalize more and more with you based upon either trending products. If you're a new customer, if you're an existing customer, then it's looking at your past history. And it's then saying, okay, you're more likely to want to see this because you've looked at this particular category in the past or whatever, So that personalized experience now more and more is coming into the search box. But pretty much, there's there's 70% of people are expecting to have that type of experience already on your site because they've been trained for getting that experience by the Amazons and the Googles, et cetera, of this world. So if you can deliver that with a tool um, and a good search tool, then then obviously you're going to start winning more and more and converting more and more of those people.
1: We mentioned the, the personalisation aspect there as well, which I think we should, we should just make it clear that these algorithms, they are looking at both what everybody does to improve the search experience for each individual searcher, but also looking at what that individual searcher has done on the site. So it's kind of the double whammy of giving someone a better experience.
0: That's correct. So it's on an individual basis, it's looking at what you've done in the past. Um, or it's looking within the session, even. So you know these tools are that sophisticated that they can start to personalize that experience. If you've clicked, if you search for something, clicked on it, gone through to something, and then gone back to the search box, you can start to see results change next time you search for something because it's within the session. It's got you know it's looking at that session information or cookie information or whatever. So the sophistication of these tools over the years have. have, have taking massive strides towards giving that, those people those those types of experience. Because if they leave your site and they are delighted with that experience because it only took them two or three clicks to find the product and buy the product which they wanted, when they came to your site, they're going to come back and they're going to be a loyal customer. And repeat purchases are just as important as the the initial purchase as well. Because if you get the initial purchase experience right, you've got long-term revenue particular from that particular individual, then you can start to do all the clever stuff you want to with marketing automation and all the other types of personalization tools that you can put onto your site. But if that experience is not great from the beginning, you've not got them in the first place. So what's the point of those other things?
1: And something we should also say is that a good site search doesn't just bring back products, does it? It brings back other information from around the site because we hear a lot these days about the importance of story, the importance of building trust through content, and that's a big part of a, of a powerful site search tool, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So, there's, there's a customer of ours called Pious Skincare, and, and it's one of my favourite ones from um, a, a search overlay perspective. It, it start when you start typing in to there say you put face in there for example because you're looking for a face cream it's a skincare brand so obviously you're going to be doing that it starts to interact with you with, with trending products and products that are specific to those keywords but it also gives you the search suggestions but in the middle it's actually got articles and blog pieces around the type of product that you're looking for and surfacing that content actually it may be someone is actually just searching for that particular type of um, product and information around that product rather than purchasing it. Because it, they're in that purchase process and con- wanting to consider that that type of product. So that's really, really helpful stuff.
1: Exactly. Because in the case of skincare, often you're looking, you know, you want to, yeah, they say it's okay for this, but you kind of want to find out how good that company is and how much they actually understand About your skin type. And if you can see that blog content, even if you don't click on it, you're going, oh, wow, they've written blogs about psoriasis, eczema, whatever it might be you suffer from. So they clearly know something about it. It's not just that they've put eczema on this product in the hope that we're going to buy it. They've actually shown we care, we've written the content, we've got the guidance, which just by putting it in the search, even if someone doesn't click on it, it's giving them that, sorry, putting it in the search results, even if someone doesn't click on it, they're seeing that extra bit of trust, um, trust-building content. And and that works
0: with um, <clears throat> people that are recommending your products as well. So you might have bloggers out there, for example, that are blogging about a particular type of product. They're one of your influencers. So that type of content as well from those feeds can be put in there because they're social elements. So it just doesn't have to be a blog article or, or a static article on your site or, or somewhere else. It can be something that is quite... quite. Um, it's updated all the time, so it's quite fluid. you know. So the, the response to that particular... Um, Advocate of your brand can change, so you can you can bring that information into your search results as well, and that's really important because that gives credibility to that particular product and brand as well.
1: So, if someone was on a I don't know was listening to a skincare podcast and they heard a skincare influencer talk about the fact that uh, this pro- particular product was great, but they only managed to pick up the name of the brand, so they went to the brand and they searched what they could vaguely remember the product. And then they see the influencer right there in the search results. That's going to give them so much more confidence to buy because they're like, right, it is the one they recommended. I'm, I'm doing all the hand signals of someone poking at a website here for those of you, <laughs> you listening. <laughs> I'm getting quite excited about this. But that that's just, just super powerful for getting the conversion. Because not only is the site search bringing up the right thing, but it's reassuring the customer through the process too.
0: Yeah, and that's that's hugely important, like you say, because it's like you say, it's that reassurance. That's the brand, that's the product. Oh, there's my influencer. I'm going to buy that straight away. And that, that works a hell of a lot, um, and that works really well in fast fashion, makeup, skincare, all those things that um, sort of millennials and below I don't know, and some of us older people actually are after. But you know what I mean, where they they're, they are more responsive to that type of recommendation than maybe something that they read on a static site, for example, or or something that you've recommended to them on on a on a site through other things. And there's other, other instances that you can use that type of um, feature within search because you can understand what people are typing in. So therefore, if they have seen something outside of your site, so we've got a great example with Grenson's Boots, for example, where Holly Willoughby was wearing one of their their products, which was a Nanette boot. Um, people were, saw that, saw a wearing nose on TV. They knew that they were... Um, Grenson's but couldn't remember what the name of the boot was so they were typing in Holly <laughs> on the Grenson's website the Grenson's guys saw the saw that information coming through on the back end put then simply put synonyms in place that directed the search term of Holly or Holly Willoughby to the Nanette boot so therefore those Nanette boots were then surfaced in the search results people then searching for that can make the connection and then they can buy the boots so that's a simplistic view and way of analysing the data on a tactical basis Then being a bit more sophisticated and bringing it through on the search overlay through the blogs and stuff like that. So it works both ways, um, but it's the people that are searching in that search box that are telling you what to do on your site. And that's the exciting thing about it.
1: And we, I, met, I said earlier, you could put it live and just leave it go. But of course, you can also, as you with the, uh, the Holly Willoughby and Grenson and Shoes example, you can also watch what's actually happening in site search and solve the problems that the customers are having. Because let's face it, the best algorithm in the world is probably not going to work out that Holly means name of boot I've forgotten. So, so occasionally you need to give it a little human... little nudge. Nudge. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and that's why having really
0: strong reporting and then having some really decent merchandising on the back end as well, because I always advocate, and I have advocated for a long time, is let the AI and let the algorithms... Um, And the automatic merchandising of your site happen and let it, you know, so it's the plug and play, um, off you go. But that's, that's fine. But obviously, on a tactical basis, you as an individual organization will need to do things. On a month-by-month, season-by-season, um, quarter-by-quarter basis, and these are the tactical things that you need to put into this—the the merchandising of the site—and especially if this type of tool is looking after—not only after looking just after your search, but also looking after your navigational structure as well. You want to be promoting and boosting your sale items. You want to be promoting and boosting those low-stock items or the high-margin items or the particular ranges because you've got. Um, there's an advert going out on between between a program and in your adverts there, and it's that range. So you want that boosting when people are coming to your site and stuff like that. These are all tactical things that you can still do within the back end of these platforms. But you should really be allowing your the system to understand what the users are doing a majority of the time, and then letting them drive where the products are on your particular site. But still have that great stuff in the back end to 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 give it that extra extra yeah. sort of bit of conversion.
1: You let the algorithms do the heavy list- listing and then just yeah, exactly. manually sprinkle a bit of cherries on the top. And mm-hmm. um, we've, we've started straying into the world of very super cool things you can do with um, a good site search tool. One of the ones which I think is is um, something we're going to hear a lot of, a lot more of in coming months and years is voice search. Obviously it's been a very noisy subject in the world of SEO, um, but it's something which which if we have the right tool, we can put in place on our own e-commerce site now as well, isn't it?
0: That's correct. So your search provider should be able to offer this. It's, it is um, browser dependent, so it generally only works on the Chrome browser at the moment. And um, we've got it live on Cox and Cox, which is one of our one of our customers. Um, and because people are now used to speaking to people lots. We're doing this lots anyway, through video conferences and all those sorts of things. But even before that, we're speaking to our phones, we're speaking to our sat-navs in our car, we're speaking to our Alexas, we're speaking to our Googles and all those sorts of things. I'm not going to say Google too out loud loudly because I've got one in the room and it might <laughs> pipe up. <laughs> but, um, but we're talking to these devices all the time. So therefore, there's a, there's a reason why you'd want to maybe do that with, with your e-commerce site or this, the brand that you're interacting with particularly as more and more people are shopping on their mobile phones. So being able to then say on your mobile phone, hit the little button, speak to it. The search tool understands what you're talking about, then services the results. You haven't actually had to click anything apart from just initiate that that voice interaction. So yeah, hugely important. And it's going to be a huge part, I think, of um, the new norm as we move forward with regards to interacting with, with brands and, and e-commerce sites.
1: Definitely. Well, look, thank you for all of that, Ian. We are now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we'll be talking about the wider world of improving conversion rates for all our marketing. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact lists, send memorable emails, automate key messages, and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster, and it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's klaviy ocom slash masterplan. Okay, Ian. So far, we've gone deep into on-site search. Now, you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of improving conversion rates on our marketing. So, for the following questions even, your answer can be anything to do with improving conversion rates of all our marketing, which of course does include site search. So, there we go. Ian, are you ready? Okay, let's do this. So, first off, let's start with improving our conversion rates newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with taking a look at their website and improving those conversion rates, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success?
0: First of all, evaluate what e-commerce platform you're on. Um, and if you're on um, either Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce, um, we at Klavu obviously have got a connector that allows you to connect to those sites and you'll be up and running in minutes, like you said before. Um and then let the system then do its thing and start to understand it. Um, if obviously you've got a little bit more um, bespoke organization or you've got some, some a larger site, then we would go down more of a bespoke route and that that would take a little bit longer. But switch it on and get a tool rather than relying on that that simple index so that you get on your e-commerce platform.
1: I love it. We're, we're saying improve your conversion rates by sorting out your on-site search and as Ian will say, do that with Klaviyo. <laughs> Cool. I like it. Nice, simple, and consistent. Okay. So once you've started improving those conversion rates, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve conversion rates of all our marketing across the board?
0: Um, we talked a little bit about it before. It's it's looking at the search terms and looking for the trends. Um, we... There's two things you can do this very very quick thing is putting synonyms in place and, and getting that immediate tactical boost. We talked about Grenson's Holly Willoughby. There are other things that you can do with regards to looking at particular ranges. Can you remember the old blue black green black dress thing that happened a number of years ago um uh, previous search company I worked at that was one of our customers we they immediately saw that that was something that was was happening. Um, across the industry and, and across, across social media, they saw that and boosted that product to the top of search results. So very, very quickly, from a merchandising perspective, they can, they can boost those things really, really fast to take advantage and maximize conversion on that, therefore raising conversion of their overall site um, just by being super tactical and super fast. But you can only do that and by understanding what's going on and what's the best thing to do that is it's, it's people people's interactions, what's the quickest way of doing that is through site search.
1: Very cool. Okay. Um, it's impossible to improve our marketing unless we're monitoring the performance, but the list of stuff we could monitor can be seriously overwhelming. So, what for you is the number one KPI we should be focusing on?
0: Search conversions. Um, hugely important. We talked about that it was you know between you know 10 and 30, 40% of people are searching on your site but they're generating 50 to 60% um, of your overall revenue. That's hugely important. You're making sure you're maintaining your search conversions and driving more people to that because you know that search converts are two to four times more likely than anywhere else. That's the big metric. It's the conversion of search, and you can do that through the tool but also by setting up Google Analytics correctly because you can see within Google visits with search and visits without search and seeing what is driving the revenue streams um, and the number of orders and your overall site conversion in Google as well. So setting up that metric, making sure all the systems are talking to each other is hugely important. A couple more bounce rates. People are bouncing less and not leaving your site because the site is more engaging, because the stuff they're seeing is more relevant. Through either the search box and or through the navigation, um, then that's another good, good metric to be checking is your bounce rate, and then obviously overall revenue from, from your site. is that increasing by having good search and, and merchandising strategies?
1: I love the fact you mentioned search conversion there and the and the report on Google Analytics. But I think it's one of those ones which many people don't even realise is there in Google Analytics and it's quite scary. So everyone listening, if you haven't ever looked at it, go and look at it and see what the opportunity of driving more people to your search is and improving your search with those stats that Ian shared is because it's it really is a report you should be looking at. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: it's, it's mandatory on most of our and all of our implementations that that's set up correctly. So,
1: yeah, you've got to you've got to see it. Um, okay, finally, in crystal ball time, what's coming up in the next six to twelve months that we should be getting ready for in terms of improving those conversion rates?
0: Uh, personalization we've talked about, um, but personalization is is more and more the the, the more interactions that are um, engaging from the. In, is the very first click or the very first keystroke um, people are going to be expecting more and more of that voice again is, is a huge thing i think that's going to be everything's going to be talking to each other you know you want you remember the old minority reports and stuff like that you know these all sci- sci-fi type films all that sort of stuff is going to be starting to come into these things alongside of that obviously is image search as well so you know there's more and more of that we've talked a little bit about it with the blogs And bringing that sort of content into there but then you know we're working on a a part of the platform that's going to allow you to bring in imagery into the search results um, as will everybody else Uh, google will be doing it and as will amazon the whole industry will, will lend itself to that by where people will just drop the image into the box for example and the system will then find or surface things that are similar to that particular type of image that you're looking for. So rather than speaking or typing it, you're dropping the image in. Um, I think that would be quite big as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see in, in say, five years' time in the e-commerce space whether image search or voice search is the one which has the biggest impact because I wouldn't like to predict it right now because I think consumers are going to get, especially in the product space, I think they're going to get very into image search.
0: I think so, but I think it might also depend on age. <clears throat> Sorry to bring that one up again, mm-hmm. Chloe, but
1: that's okay.
0: I, th- I think the younger generations will be more imagery based. The the older generations with probably a little bit less time on their hands. Not that's a sweeping statement, but will probably want to speak to their devices and and and, and do that.
1: Well, everyone, come back in five years time and we'll have the answer. Was Ian right or was Chloe right? Yeah, well, <laughs> Don't worry, we, <laughs> I will try and remember in five years time to, uh, to come back and cover that again. Um, well, look, Ian, we are getting very close to the end of the show now. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Clavu if they're going, I need to improve my site search.
0: So our website is www.klevu.com. So that's K-L-E-V-U.com. Um, if you are a first time user of, of search and you're on one of those um, big three platforms, um, then you can have a free 14 day trial to try it out. So simply just download it, um, configure the, the solution um, and away you go and you've got a search that is understanding what people are doing on your site very, very quickly and starting to service results within within minutes. Um, if you want to do something a bit more sophisticated, then obviously you could go down that, that more sophisticated route and talk to our, our, our sales guys. Um, and all the links are on that, that website. Um, social media, then we are on social media as well, um, as well as um, I. So I'm my Twitter handle is at Ian Yes, I was one of the first ones to get Twitter. So therefore, I've got a handle that actually is my name um, without any letters and other numbers and things like that after that. So, um, yeah, I was quite lucky.
1: Yeah, I managed to get ChloeThomas.com, but completely failed on any social media platform at all. So <laughs> I, I envy I envy your ability there. Um, and Ian, is available all countries around the world, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're both British, but you have guys around the world too.
0: Yeah, we're, we're a global team. We're, we're a distributed um, team of people. Um, US office, UK office, uh, Nordics is covered, Australia, Australia. Um, Middle East, Africa, um, and Asia as well, and our support team is global as well to support all of our clients. Um, so yeah, so Glo- Claver is available across the, across the, across the world.
1: Cool. Well, Ian, thank you so much for coming on the Keep Optimizing podcast today. It's been very cool talking to you about site search, and I really hope we've convinced a few people to take that step to improve their customer experience. So um, so thanks for coming on. Thank you,
0: Chloe. and I hope hope that it's going to help people in the in the run up to. You to Christmas and get converting more people on their sites. So, thank you.
1: Me too. So, as I said right at the very, very beginning of this episode, for me, this is one of those ways that's quick to install. There's not a huge amount of maintenance to, to get it set up and running or to keep it running. It just works in the background and improves your conversion rates, improves your customer experience. And then you can do extra stuff to it if you want to as well. I do I strongly advise you to go and take a look at it because I do not understand why more people aren't using this type of tech. Okay, you can find links to all the stuff that Ian and I discussed, the full transcript of this episode, important notes, and more at keepoptimizing.com, that's with an s not a z. Now, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all of our improving conversion rate specialists to join us for a QA and a webinar at the end of the month. That's going to be your chance to get your questions answered. So get yourself registered for the webinar by going to keepoptimizing.com where you'll find out all the details. And I'm really looking forward to getting to connect with a few of you during the webinar and find out how you're finding things with the podcast, how you're finding things generally in e-commerce. So if you're listening to this after the webinar happened, and I'm not going to get a chance to connect with you, then do not worry. You can still catch the replay. Just head again to keepoptimizing.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing Podcast and for tuning in week after week. It is so cool to see how high the listener numbers are getting when we're only a few weeks in really. It's still the still a baby podcast this one. So thank you for, for tuning in and making me happy. Now if you've enjoyed this episode, then do check out episode nine. That was the previous one, which is part of our SEO series. And in that one, we're talking about free Google Shopping, which is another very quick turn it on and it works tool that you can use. And of course, please spread the word about this show to the the marketers that you know, because I've created it to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their marketing. So the more people you tell, the more people I can help. Have a great week and make sure you tune in to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing.
0: Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.